I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Joe Shasky, it's Mark Willard. This is Garlic Fries and Baseball, guys. And if you like what you're hearing, then we invite you to subscribe and hang out for a while here on the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. we got two episodes coming at you every single week. You mentioned it a little bit earlier, too. Uh, We're in in the habit, I think, uh, ever since they moved to third and king. This is a team that needs to pitch before it can hit. It's a pitcher's ballpark, and that's how they're going to, to make their money. The year started off. And we're looking at the bullpen. Bullpen looked like the roles were already defined. And you had a starting rotation that felt like it had depth. And it had that thump at the top between Logan Webb and Carlos Rodon. Webb is coming back Mm -hmm. like he's been after a few wonky starts. He's been fine. He's been good. And Rodon has not been bad either. But the dominance of the first month of the season has fallen off as well. But, man, when you go into the depth uh, chamber, it's it's just not there. Some of the pitching numbers right now, I, I mean, you have to say, are a concern. And when you looked at April, Mark, you're coming out of April as a whole. You're like, wow, Giants are leading the league in X, Y, Z categories in terms of pitching. We're now two months in, all right? We're, we're almost at the end of May here. They have the 24th best team ERA. Not good. That means they've had a bad month of May. 25th whip. Not good. They've given up the third most hits in baseball right now. All right. Then they have the 27th best batting average against. That means they're getting hit a lot. Now, they aren't giving up a lot of runs, but the ball is being put in play on them inordinately more than it was in the month of April. And I think the guy you referenced, Rodon, this is where I'm getting a little worried because he was brilliant. I mean, absolutely brilliant in April. 3-0, and a 1-1-7 ERA in May. Flip it. One in three, a 5.82 ERA, 25 hits given up, almost a 300 batting average against. Now, the St. Louis game was an outlier bad game where he had to stay out there for a long time. But it's now four starts, and it's looked a little shaky. I'm a little worried about him. And I think besides Webb and, and Rodon, they just don't have a lot of consistency right now in that starting rotation because of the injuries. I mean, one side of this, it could also say you do mention that it's an outlier game. For Rodon in St. Louis, he gives up eight runs. Mm-hmm. In all three of his other starts in the month of May, he only gave up two. He gave up two runs right. in, in, in each of those games. Not quite as dominant, sure. He didn't give up two runs in any of his starts in the first month. He gave up one or zero every time. So we got a little spoiled. But he has still been what you would consider solid. He's kept his team in the game, giving them a chance to win. I, you know, you lose a two to one ball game. He got he got Matt Cain. I know he got Matt Cain on Saturday. And so 
I, maybe we're also suffering from what we saw in April being so dominant. That's fair. That, that now are we sitting here looking at a start where you give up two runs in six innings and we're not satisfied with it? Well, it, yes, that is absolutely true. And it, it felt like, oh, you gave them up, Giants aren't going to recover. It felt like one of those kind of days. And uh, whatever that guy's name is, 44 Musgrove or Musgrave, Musgrove he's outstanding. Yeah. I think he's won eight of his last 10 starts um, for the Padres. Their pitching was really good this weekend, and they had very good situational at-bats. In that game Saturday, Yaz with the big hit, it just felt like they couldn't punch through. And you're right, I feel like I've seen that episode 10,000 times before. And then Friday night, which we haven't brought up, we were talking about Doval on Thursday, you and I. This is now the second time Duvall's blown one legitimate save opportunity. The other two times that he's looked bad is in tie game situations, either in the ninth or 10th inning. He inherits the, the, the ghost runner, and it just <sighs> – I don't know. It that situation he's going to have to get better at. Like I, I can't really talk my way out of it. I feel bad for the guy, but them's the breaks. That's baseball now in 2022. You got to find a way to get outs. Yeah, well, and 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 again, it's uh you you have a power pitcher um who is in a situation where you almost want to like if they want to ground the ball to the right side and move the runner over to third, like do that as opposed to I'm going to come right after a big time hitter. He's going to rocket it into the gap. And now you have that runner on second again with no one out and a run is already in. So I look, I, I get it. This is an age old conversation. When you bring a closer into a non-closer situation, do they look the same? Exactly. Not necessarily. Exactly. I looked at it a different way, man. The Padres caught my eye this weekend. Um, they look fantastic. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't just the weekend in San Francisco. If you look at their whole road trip, I think they went seven and two. Uh, they played some really good teams and they played really well. I know that they were good in the first two months of the year last year, and then they fell off. But in watching this game or these games this weekend, thinking back to the first time the Padres were in town and how they showed, you know, even though I find it misguided, yeah. they showed some rivalry pop. I think the Padres are finally starting to look like a team that's managed by Bob Melvin. Like this back. team now, right, for three years they've been yeah. really talented, but they've always had a really young manager, you know, who is like feeling his way through the situation. To me, they look now like a team that's being run by someone that has some gravitas, mm -hmm. and therefore, you know, it's a problem for the Giants because I think the Padres – are going to be this year what people thought they were going to be last year. That's a really good point. I mean, it feels like Machado is now their unequivocal leader with Tatis on the shelf right now. And that's the scary thing. If you're a Giants fan, they're doing this without Tatis, without Tatis. you know, and that's the part that's really frustrating. Machado's a stud and jerks and Profar had a hell of a weekend. We can get to the fan stuff from Friday night. Cause nobody likes that stuff, but Profar is making plays. I mean, even Will Myers hitting the ball hard. And this is where I think complimentary offense, whether it be Saturday, whether it be late in the game, Friday night, and then complimentary defense. They just haven't been on the same page at the same time. Ruff boots a ball. Wilmer Flores boots a ball. Crawford boots a ball. You know, uncharacteristic defensive mistakes from this team in just bad timing situations. Like, it's just not all on the same page. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Let's go there for a second. I'm glad you brought that up. The fan situation with Jerickson Profar. Uh, This is bumming me out. This is the second time this year that the fans at Oracle Park have really disappointed me. The first time is kind of tongue in cheek. Uh, you're out there doing the wave yeah. and that's a tradition and a conversation that we have in San Francisco where some of us are actually bothered by it and other people tell those people to stop being so fuddy duddy and all of that. And we had fun with it when it happened a couple of weeks ago. Yes, I legitimately hate it. I legitimately hate it, but I also legitimately realize it's not the end of the world. Yeah. If you want to go out there and be a non-traditional Yahoo at a Giants game, God bless you. You bought a ticket. This is different. Throwing stuff on the field. And I understand that Profar, you know, where it all started. He threw a ball into the stands. He missed his mark. What have you. He's trying to do something nice, actually, for a fan at the ball game. At a certain point, this is where rivalries get lost on me. Like, if a ball player throws a ball to a kid, I actually don't even care if you wear a Dodger uniform. Like, let that kid have that moment. Do not ever get yourself into a situation where you're throwing stuff on the field at players. And then the fact that it just snowballed and went on for a period of innings to where players are now in the dugout talking about this, asking for security, being asked about it after the game. That's ridiculous. This has always been a wonderful, wonderful baseball town. And the fact that at that crown jewel of a ballpark, this is a conversation we're happening is awful to me. It's 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 absolutely it hurts my heart that people are out there doing that at the ball game. They they should know better than that. You know, I, Mark, I think I speak for the both of us when I say this. Just because you buy a ticket, it does not grant you immunity to do whatever you want at a game. You know, it's fan behavior has gotten out of control. I thought after the great reset, you know, 2020 and no fans, I thought that we would learn our lesson, take a deep breath and realize how absurd kind of things had gotten over the last couple of years in terms of fan behavior when it comes to going to sporting events. If you run on the field, if you throw something at one of these players, if you're cussing, you know, like crazy around all the people around you, this is a very simple one. You're banned for five years. No questions about it. Any sporting event across the board. You got to be so over the top. And if you throw something like a beer bottle onto the field, I have no problem with banned for life. Like to me, you lose the privilege of being able to go to games. Now we have all the the digital, I guess, what is it? Capabilities to be able to find out who does do these things. Prosecute these people to the fullest. Because to me, it is felony assault. I mean, this guy is playing the game and you are inserting yourself and throwing something that could seriously hurt, not just the fans, but the guy in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's certain spots in life where we decide the rules don't apply. Uh, You know, like adult clubs. I've never got it. It's like you're not allowed to go in there and all of a sudden you're not married anymore. Okay, so you're not allowed to go into the ballpark and decide that stuff you would never do. You would never do this in your life. And I know you're encouraged by alcohol and all of that. But can you imagine, like, just think about throwing a baseball at somebody who's not looking. Would you do this anywhere in your life? And you back this in your mind because they're wearing a different uniform and because you're rooting against them. It's just weird, man. It's weird stuff that comes out at at weird times. And that's why we want to speak to it because it just, 
It can't be. Well, and it's embarrassing. You and I are Giants fans. We live in this community. This is a representation, sadly, of our community. And the sad part is it's 1% of 1% of fans. We're, we're not talking about the whole entire fan base, but yet this is now representative of our community, and it's unnecessary, disgusting, and has no place in our society. 